What's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fortis Powerlifting Podcast. I am your co-host, Nate, joined by my beautiful wife, Liz. Hey. And our little ferocious beast, Toby. The bombs are going off currently, so he's... Yeah, a little explanation. He's slightly concerned about them. little explanation. We're located next <laughs> to a... Uh, Air Force base. Air Force base where they do some testing. So that's what Liz is talking about. We are safe. There's not... Oh, yeah. There's not like, like scary bombs. Yeah. These are like normal bombs. They're like testing. But Toby is not a big fan of the bombs because they are boomy and loud. And of course, why would Toby be a fan of anything boomy and loud that's happening outside? Exactly. So they just kind of sound like fireworks. Yeah. Um, so... Anyways, we're going to go ahead and get right into this episode, you guys. We have another awesome episode planned for you guys today. Of course. Episode 114, I think. I'm trying to keep track so I can give you guys the intro. Uh, but episode 114, we got a good one coming. I'm actually really excited to record this one uh, because Liz made a post about it um, for our Fortis Powerlifting like yesterday or two days ago, and it is called How to Get Started in Powerlifting. So, so really, by the time this episode airs, it'll be like last week. But good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, you made this, and I really liked a lot of the content. So we're gonna kind of like expound on it a little bit. And honestly, that's probably one of the most frequent things that we get asked is like, how do I get started, or like, when should I get started? Um, but before we get started, I didn't even say that. <laughs> uh, but before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our two sponsors of the podcast, Trash Panda Tactical and I Love Heavy Shit Clothing. Uh, be sure to check them both out, trashpantactical.com. He's got a bunch of cool stuff on the website, including bullet pens, flamethrowers, and much, much more. Uh, you can use the code FORTISPOWER at checkout, and you're going to save some money. And then I Love Heavy Shit, make sure you guys are following them on Instagram. Uh, they're taking a little bit of a break, so they'll be back soon. Um, at some point, we'll let you guys know here on the podcast when they're coming back. But be sure to follow them on Instagram. Check out some of their designs, some of their past designs they have posted on there, and there are some cool new ones coming at some point in the future. Yes. Like back to the future, sort of. Yes. Anyways, um, but yes, shout out to our two sponsors. We really appreciate the support. Also, shout out to our plus subscribers of the podcast. We really appreciate all y'all's support. Um, it means a lot. And it was pretty cool this month, just to be transparent. I've been paying for like the little podcasting hosting service thing that we use to uh it's called buzzsprout but it's like a little program that we use to you know post the podcast everywhere and produce it and basically the payment from the, like the subscriptions and whatnot goes like towards your account and we paid less <laughs> much less than we have been paying which That's is pretty very cool. nice um so we really appreciate all your support um, whether you're a plus subscriber or whether you're just a subscriber of the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, either one, it helps us a ton, helps the podcast grow, reach more people, which is our goal. Also, someone mentioned to me the other day that they don't know how to like or subscribe podcasts and oh. things like that. So if that is you, if um, that's you, what should you do? Let me walk you through it real quick. <laughs> if you're on Spotify, what you're going to do is go to the search bar, and then you're going to search Fortis Powerlifting Podcast, um, or if you just do Fortis Powerlifting, it should pop up. Then you're going to scroll to the top, and there's going to be a little button that says follow, and there's like a little like notification thing next to it. It looks like a bell. So you're going to hit the follow, and then preferably, if you hit the little bell, then you'll get notified when we release new episodes. So, so it's following, not subscribing on Spotify, which yes. maybe could be the confusion for some confusion. people. Good point. Um, so yeah, it's following on Spotify, and I believe it's also following on Apple Podcasts. Um, should be a similar thing. 
I'm not even sure if I have Apple Podcasts on my phone right now. So, um, but anyways, make sure you guys do that. It really helps us out. It helps the podcast grow. And we appreciate all the support. I think Liz is going to try and do it real quick. Give I you a am. tutorial. I am. Please hold. So. Stop. I'm just playing some elevator music for our <laughs> listeners. They don't want that. Okay. So on Apple so, Podcasts, run us through it. Um, so it's the same thing. You search it and then I'm already following it. So hold on. I don't know. Yeah. Just unfollow it. Yeah. Oh, wait. I already did. Literally so it is follow. follow still. So at the very, very top, there's like a plus and then a follow. You can do that to follow it and then subscribe to it. And then if you scroll down, there is a review, like ratings review thing on there um, where you can very easily just click some stars and give it five stars. Um, there's literally stars on there. Or you can actually write a review um, and give some feedback on it. So. Yeah. Either one would be appreciated. Um, so anyways, if you're confused on how to do that, pretty easy. Um, if you're still confused, shoot us a DM and we'll show you how. We'll send you like a screen recording. Of or bring the, your phone in if you're local and I'll yeah, help you. Yeah, if you're local, we'll help you out. <laughs> um, so back to our topic for today, which is how to get started in the sport of powerlifting. Because I think, so I made this basically like, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are interested in powerlifting. Yeah. Um, interested, you know, I mean, it's a fun sport. It's a cool sport. It's supportive. It's, you know, a cool community, all that fun stuff. And it's something that a lot of people can do, but it can be extremely overwhelming at first. Intimidating, Intimidating even as well. Intimidating, yes. Um, just because like, especially if you go to a meet, like most of the people in the meet appear to know what they're doing. Now, that's not always the case, but most people that are there, like coaches, lifters, all of that, like they just kind of like know what they're doing. They don't really like, there's not a lot of like explanation that if you're a spectator, you're necessarily going to be able to like see. Yeah. Um, but you just think it's cool that people are lifting heavy things. And so you're like, hey, I want to lift heavy things too. Maybe not even to like compete right away, but just mm -hmm. to like train the sport of powerlifting. Um, and I think that, it's overwhelming, intimidating to like figure out exactly what to do and where to begin and what you should even do. So yeah, that was kind of the why of why I made this. No, I like it. And uh, it's nice and simple. And we're going to keep it nice and simple on the podcast and just kind of follow uh, this follow along with this post. So if you are listening to the podcast and you would like to check out the inspiration for this post, check it out. It's on our Fortis Powerlifting Instagram page, um, probably a few days back at this point. But the front slide says i always say slide i feel like an old person when i say that but whatever the front slide yep. front picture whatever <laughs> uh it's not a slideshow nate but the front picture says how to get started in powerlifting so you can find it easily um and if you kind of want to use it to follow along with the podcast you can do that um so the first thing you know that we have on here that we kind of want to talk about is learning the basics uh, so learning the basics is an extremely important part of the sport of powerlifting. Um, and honestly, I feel like learning the basics is an extremely overlooked part yes. of powerlifting. Yes. And I think why I put that first before, cause like, so basically like the big three that I put were learning the basics, finding a gym or like training a place to train and then a coach or a program to follow. But I feel like this is the most important out of all of them because technically you don't need, well, I mean, I guess you need equipment to lift with, but I mean, that's not that, I mean, whatever, that's obvious. Yeah, but yeah. Um, 
like, I feel like learning the basics, you can technically do this without a coach or without a program to follow, um, which we'll talk more about later. Like, will it be like the best option? Probably not. Yeah. But if you are a person, there are plenty of people that are self-taught that Indeed. haven't had a coach or a personal trainer where they maybe just watch YouTube videos. Like there are so many like resources. Yes. So many resources, YouTube videos, Instagram, like so many places that you can go to like find information and learn the basics. And if you're willing to like watch videos, watch videos, apply that, watch a video, apply it. Like you will be able to learn the basics of powerlifting. Powerlifting is a very simple sport. You squat, you bench, you deadlift. Now, obviously to become good or to become great, it, there's a little more that needs to go into it, but just the overall basics of the three movements, they are fairly simple to lift to the standards of a yeah. powerlifting meet. Will it be beautiful? Maybe not, depending mm. on like what you do, but the basics are the basics for a reason. They yeah. are very basic. <laughs> well, they're very basic, and also they're very like uh, scalable to different mm-hmm. levels, so really anyone can start by doing a squat, even if it's just to a box in the beginning or something like that. Like, you know, you can scale it up or down to meet, you know, the person's needs. And that's one of my favorite parts as like a personal trainer that, you know, we use powerlifting with a lot of our clients, even if they're not necessarily into strength training, you know, they have other goals that strength training could help them achieve. And, you know, you can really have anyone do a squat bench or deadlift. It might be a variation, but that kind of movement um, you know, is accessible to most people. And I think even there are some people who, you know, obviously where getting a personal trainer or a coach would be much more important than like, so if you're someone who's been lifting forever and you know your way around a weight room and you know how to squat bench and deadlift, like maybe you don't like necessarily need like a personal trainer or like a one-on-one coaching. But if I mean, again, there will still be benefits, which we'll talk about later. But if you're someone who has never touched a barbell before and you're like, I want to learn how to squat, bench, and deadlift because I want to be strong and I think it's cool to lift heavy weights, um, you can try to like watch videos and kind of learn yourself. But I would say then it might be a little bit more important to have a personal trainer to help you, especially if you've never touched a barbell in your life. You're not comfortable in a weight room. Um, Because, I mean, there's people that I've worked with that have literally never touched a barbell before and now they compete in powerlifting, um, which is kind of cool yeah. to like help people go from literally never lifting a weight to competing, competing in the sport weights. of yeah. powerlifting, which is lifting weights. But regardless of like where they start, and even if there's someone who's very proficient at lifting, I still start with the basics because I still want to know, can you squat, bench, and deadlift? Yeah, I think like starting with the basics – um, is definitely, I think, a little easier for people that have maybe already lifted a barbell before. Um, they're, they're familiar with the squat, bench, and deadlift. But what we're talking about is the basics of powerlifting, which should always start with the rule book and or standards. the standards. <laughs> so whatever standards you are expected to hit uh, at a meet. So let's just say you're like, all right, I want to do this powerlifting thing. You find a federation, you find a meet, you're like, I want to compete here. The first thing you should do before you go out on the interwebs of like researching and all these things is finding out what the standards that you're expected to hit are. Because if you don't even know those standards, then what good is it going to do? Like, oh, I found this dude on YouTube that's going to teach me how to squat. Well, for all you know, that dude's not competing in powerlifting at all. He's just squatting because he wants to squat. Um, And there are some differences and intricacies. They're small and they're not that hard. Like, I feel like people make it out to be like, it's like, 
oh my God, I have to pause this or I have to go that low. Like it's not that big of a deal. Um, I think the problem is a lot of people skip this basic step and they're just like, well, yeah, I'm squatting. And meanwhile, they're squatting, you know, if a foot higher than they need to be. And then they go to their first meet and or they even bomb like out. two or three inches higher, yeah, which whatever. I feel like, cause I mean, a foot is like, I don't know, in my opinion, very obvious, but like some people are just like a little bit too high yeah. and they don't even know that they're too high or like they don't know what the standards are, yeah. which I also see happen at meets, but with yeah. coaches too, but you know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is what it is. But, um, but yeah, so understanding the standards and the rules is definitely like where everybody should start, whether you're proficient with the barbell or you've never touched one before. Um, it's definitely where everyone should start. And then once you understand the standards, mastering those standards at a lighter, manageable weight, and then you can increase from there. If you can't, you know, if you're like, oh, I need 225 on the bar to like really get me down in the hole for squats. No. Yeah, no. Get better. Just get better at squatting, <laughs> um, and then you'll be able to squat, whether it's 225, 315, 405, whatever, it'll be able to scale with you as you grow. Um, so I think it's super important to understand the basics and then train to those standards right from the get-go. Yes. Um, too, too often, we see people, like you're saying, just to touch on that briefly, like, you know, you're, you're oh, how long have you been competing? Five years, and they're, like, bombing out of meats. They're not doing – and, like – Sometimes we get it. People have a bad day. Yes. Maybe you're injured, something like that. We're yes. not talking about that. I'm talking about the people that are, you know, you're intentionally Blatantly ignoring yeah, standards. You're, yeah, you're intentionally <laughs> ignoring the rules, and you're like, well, yeah, I just, I, like, like it's for sure to death. It's like, dude, like if the judges didn't think so, then like they didn't think so. I mean, there's pictures in the rule book yeah. also, and I would say too, like even if you're not 100 committed to competing yeah because like when i started i was not committed to competing i didn't think i would ever compete but here we are yeah um so but like i still even from the beginning trained to the standards of powerlifting yeah. like i still was working on squatting to depth i was still working on like controlling my bench and not just like bouncing it off have i gotten better at them 100 percent um but I have also, like, when I started, I started out learning the standards. So even, my advice would be, even if you are not planning on competing ever, there are still benefits to training to those standards because, one, you never know. You someday might change your mind yeah. and might end up competing, which is what happened to me. Or, two, there are still, like I said, like... Well, it's not a bad thing either. Exactly. Like, I think That's a lot of people, point. like, it's like... And there are some people that actually believe that, like, squatting, you know... Uh, astrograss or squatting below parallel is like damaging for your body like it's not overall more range of motion like the more range of motion you can get the better is going to be for your body it's not going to be a negative yeah so when we see people it's like oh well i'm not competing it's like right but like just in general this is a more biomechanically like sound and safe way to lift so why not just do that and last thing then we can go on but like yeah. if you are not yet able to train to the standards and like you want to compete or you don't want to compete whatever like if your body is not currently capable of squatting to depth or like benching or whatever if you're not currently there like you can work on it yes. it's also not like oh i can't this do is this how I, squat. I can't do this day one so now i can't squat like no, like if you squat a little bit below or like above the standards, like just work on it. Work on mobility, yeah. work on uh, stretching, just work on squatting lower, work on getting comfortable. Like there are different things depending on the person. Or like uh, another common thing is like people deadlift with just straps. And they're like, well, I, I always deadlift with straps. I always use straps. It's like, okay, well, like 
we're not going to do that. If you're, you know, yeah. because, and there's, again, even the using the deadlift with straps thing as an analogy, like there's a lot of benefits for grip and like overall, like muscle engagement, back engagement, uh, you know, just like the recruitment of your muscles from just using regular grip, mm-hmm. not using any straps that you're missing out on when you're using straps. So yet again, like, is it a tool that can be used for sure? Um, could you say that like maybe just doing partial squats, like to work on explosiveness in the top, could that be beneficial? Sure. In like an athletic thing, I can see just loading the quads using a pitch arc or something similar for that. But you know, in addition to that squatting as grass, not going to hurt pulling without straps, not going to hurt. Um, so anyways, uh, the next thing is signing up for a gym. So which can be intimidating. It can be, <laughs> especially if you're brand new to lifting um, and you've never done anything like that before. <laughs> Toby agrees. <laughs> I think I think um, part of the point of putting this one on here was obviously because like it's kind of obvious you need a gym or you need like equipment at your house to lift in or to use when you're lifting, but I think um some people overlook the fact of what type of gym that you need and they get so caught up in needing like the best of the best uh, equipment, the most, you know, top of the line things. And while having all that is nice, it is not necessarily, uh, I don't know, required for a good training session or to get stronger. Like, I know some people are extremely like, oh, I have to have a combo rack. I have to have this bar. I have to do no, this. You don't. But yeah, you don't. Um, and I still try and remind people that before, like when we first started or when I first started competing, and I think even when you started competing, we didn't have combo racks no. that we trained out on. We didn't have squat bars. We didn't bars. have a fixed bench at all. We, like it was like a yeah. just like free floating bench. Yes. You just line it up. And we both got plenty strong using those things. Like yep. I'd never touched a squat bar like an actual squat bar until my very first meet when I was like warming up and I was like oh yeah. this is different like and I was fine <laughs> yeah and I think and like when you're looking for a gym I think it's much more important to find like a vibe that you like yes. a community that you like um, a price point that works for your budget like all those things should come first and then you can get into the equipment because in addition, just like anything, it can change. So you might like, yeah. maybe you find something that for your budget right now, like, you know, it works for you and you're like, all right, this is a good place. I'm going to start here. Then you're two years deep or you're in and you're like, wow, like this housing thing is really taking over my life. I really like this. Like, you know what? Now a hundred bucks doesn't seem too bad. I'm going to go over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the thing is a lot of people, they just see, you know, like powerlifting and they see like the stage, and production is getting much better. You know, mm-hmm. it's 2023. A lot of powerlifting meets, meet directors are taking it to the next level. And social media and is social getting social media, bigger. I was going to say, is blasting it everywhere. So you see the kilos, you see the combo, the lights. You're like, wow, like this is, you know, I got to find something like this. And they go into maybe a regular gym and they're like, oh, well, these, like, what is this? It looks like a hexagon. It's not a, not a plate. Like, you know, is that an ideal situation? Maybe not. But like when you're just starting out, if it's right down the street from you and like, you know, maybe you've never worked out before, then establishing just like a consistent schedule is something that's really easy to get to. Yes, it's going to be literally the ideal situation. Like I would tell people in the beginning, because this is after all, like how to start off powerlifting, you know, in the beginning, frequency is much more important than like specificity of like training. So like it'd be much better 
to squat a couple times a week, bench three times a week, maybe pull a couple times a week. And maybe the technique is not 100%. Maybe we're working on hitting the standards, but we're not there. But we're being exposed to it multiple times a week. Like, you're going to make some progress. And then you're going to be able to dial that in a lot easier than like, oh, I do my powerlifting once a week because I can't get to this gym, but it has everything I need. But, you know, it's too far and not practical. And I mean, like another thing too, if you're just getting started, I mean, depending on like the background that you have, obviously like different people are going to start out with very different strength levels. But like typically like when you're starting out, you're not like squatting 800 pounds where like having a squat bar would actually make a difference. Like the difference between a squat bar and a power bar like for squatting, yes, there's slight, slight differences. But for the most part, until you get to like really heavy weight, yeah. it's it's negligible. And even, and like I mean, it doesn't it's really, matter. <laughs> like using the squat, like just going through each one real quick, like for the squat, like I agree with Liz, like unless you're in the seven, 800 range, like it's really not going to be that big of a difference. Or I if you have even, extremely limited mobility, yeah, or if you have, that would be the only yeah, other thing. Or if you have but, extremely limited mobility. But other than those two, like – factors like and i am said person like i could definitely squat on a power bar tomorrow no problem and be totally fine um i have just, before yeah i would say it's just what you know at this point like we have that available to us and then that's what we compete with so we train how we compete but like most people like you're really like it should be interchangeable for mm-hmm. most people um, and usually when i'm not in meat prep i will use a power bar yeah. because it's it's easier for me on my arms it's more um, comfortable and now that I actually know how to squat, I think I'll do the same. <laughs> Before I was like so discombobulated, but now I think I'm much more like comfortable with squatting. So I'll probably do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so for squats, it's, you know, really using either a power bar or squat bar, you're going to be fine. You're going to be able to grow your squat. And Bench, the same with like using a combo rack or a regular yeah. rack. Like it doesn't matter. No, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> you stand it up, you walk backwards, fine. you squat, you put it back in the rack. Yeah. And for bench, you know, you're basically any bar that at any gym is going to do for that. Like you're going to be fine. And then for deadlift, you know, that it, there's definitely a wider range and a wider variance for deadlift and deadlifting bars. And there's like a, I don't know, there's just a wider range. There's much more variables in the deadlift exercise depending on where you're competing. Uh, but a lot of people compete in the USAPL and they just need a regular power bar. So yet again, mm-hmm. you could find that at any gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Going back to it doesn't have to be like precisely what you want it to be. Maybe you want you see the big bendy bar. You're like, I want to, you know, deadlift on that. But in the beginning, you can only find a gym in your area that has a power bar. You can only find meets in your area that do power bars. Just do that. Get started. Don't like, you know, we see far too often. It's like, well, once there's like a meet that uses a deadlift bar, I'll I'll, I'll sign up then. And it's like, what? Like, if you really want to do it, like just, you know, sign up for regular Mm -hmm. meet and go from there. But yeah, so I think really with finding a gym, like I think some people focus a little too much on the equipment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is good, especially like the more experienced you get. Obviously, having yeah. things is great Absolutely. and it's super fun. And if you can find a gym that has like competition grade stuff, fabulous. But like, don't let that. My point is, I guess, basically, don't let that hold you back from not doing powerlifting if your gym doesn't have kilos yeah, or combo racks or whatever. Because I got plenty strong without any of those yeah. things. And so. also, you know, just another thing, if you do belong to a gym that has these nice things and it's busy and they're being used, like, I guess you could skip out on your session if you want, but like, that's foolish. Like, it'd be much better. Let's just say you had to, you know, you were 
used to training on even a deadlift bar for whatever reason you couldn't get to it for that training session like i would argue just doing some deadlifts for the day yes. on a stiff bar is 99.9 percent going to be more like helpful to you than just being like mm, i'm not lifting today. i'm going home yeah um and i would i would venture to say your coach or trainer would agree if they don't interesting um all right speaking about coach or trainer um, the last thing that we wanted to kind of discuss today is finding a good coach, trainer, somebody to write you a program, um, all the above. So that can be extremely helpful, um, for anyone of any level, uh, not just beginners. And I think that this is yet again, one of the more overlooked things that, you know, people want that fast track, this, that, and the other. And at the end of the day, it's cliche at this point, but like there is no like replacing hard work. Like, you know, like there's no replacing hard work over time period at the end. Everyone knows that. Um, and I know some like, okay, Nate, like we like, but it's true, you know, like hard work over a long period of time, you're going to be able to achieve pretty much anything you want. However, if you can have a guide along with you, this is similar. A good like analogy is like, me and you decide that we want to go hiking That's in terrifying. the Rockies. That's even and more terrifying. we decide that we want to go, you know, or Yosemite and we want to go like on a hike. We could, me and you just do it. And like, we'd probably be okay. I don't know. My Apple watch can talk to satellites. Maybe cool. we'd find our way back. Cool. But it would be much more enjoyable experience, like off the rip. If we, you know, hired a guide or somebody that was, you know, had a friend and took us on that journey. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing with this. Could you, you know, figure it out on your own like we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. absolutely like 100 percent. especially right now there's so much like available information just like our podcast like there's we're putting out information just like when there's even like free programs that exist out there there's plenty of different ways however is it going to take longer than hiring a coach almost 100 percent. always yes as long as your coach knows that that's that's why (laughs) there's like a one percent chance you find a dud but uh, hopefully you find a coach or trainer that is experienced, knowledgeable. They know what they're doing. They're professional. Uh, and basically, like I said, you're going to equate that similar. It's like a guide. It's like having somebody that's they've been through what you're trying. They've walked that road hopefully. that you're, you know, yeah, hopefully that you're <laughs> trying to go on. And, you know, they're going to be able to guide you through that in a much more effective way than you just solo trying to figure it out. And I think there's a difference too between like an actual, especially if you're trying to get into the sport of powerlifting, which is what this is all is about. There's a difference between a powerlifting coach and just like a strength coach or a personal trainer because absolutely there are intricacies to powerlifting that most people don't know or mm-hmm. understand unless they are a powerlifter themselves or a powerlifter coach. Like there are things that go into training. There's things that go into peaking for a meet. There's the different blocks and phases that, you know, people need to have. And I mean, every coach is going to do it a little bit differently, but they have found methods that work for them and their athletes to get them where they need to be on meet day. A general like strength coach or like personal trainer might not know the intricacies of powerlifting, which is okay because that's not their like specialty or their, you know, whatever their focus. Um, And they might be able to help get you strong, but they but there is a difference between that and then actually like helping you yeah, preparing achieve you to play the sport powerlifting yeah goals um and i i think pointing that out is a great it's a great just like point pointing that out is a great point there you go Nate yes uh, but anyways it's a great point just to bring up because i think you know 
sometimes people are just like, I don't know, they're very, I don't want to say like vet, but like you should definitely talk to whoever you're going to hire first. Like Mm kind of like see what they've done, uh, see what they've done with their athletes specifically. Uh, I do believe they should be at least like actively competing themselves or like, you know, trying to or whatever. I get semi-actively competing. (laughs) Shit happens. Um, But, you know, like I think, and I think personally too much of, either of the things it's like you just have like a ton of clients but you have no experience you've never even stepped on a platform that's interesting and then you have the opposite where it's like you have every single world record but you have like you know two clients or this and that and like you know i think that there's something we said for not always the best like athletes are going to make the best coaches um but i do think there's something else to be said that is, if you've not even like competed once, how are you going to, you know, help others achieve their goals and whatnot? Yeah, and on I the think platform? I think talking to like a prospective coach or multiple prospective coaches because like there are different coaching styles and training philosophies and things like that, which mm-hmm. is fine. And different people want different things, or different people, you know, they feel I don't know maybe like a connection better with one person than another, or they don't, you know, things like that. And I mean, I feel like those are kind of important questions to Mm -hmm. ask or like talk to, to like make sure that you at least like can click and communicate with a coach. If you're like thinking about hiring them as a coach, because you need to be able to actually communicate to your coach. I think, and if you can't do that, or if you don't agree with what their like training style is, then maybe that's not the right coach for you. Yeah. I think communication is like the number one thing you should be as an athlete looking for in a coach. Because I think if you can communicate well together, then you can figure anything out mm-hmm. um, and you'll be able to achieve any goal you want to accomplish. Um, I think if the communication is not there, then I think the coaching is going to have a much less uh, potent effect yeah. on the athlete. Um, and then it's just going to be a worse time for everybody. And there's also different coaches that have different experience levels. So, mm-hmm. Just because someone doesn't have a ton of experience doesn't mean they're bad. Uh, I'm going to use myself as an example. When So I was already personal training for probably five years at this point or five or six years at this point when you started powerlifting. I had never been to an actual powerlifting meet. I'd competed in like the you know squat bench, uh, deadlift, max out days. But it was never like a sanctioned event thing that I've been to. And like I don't really know the intricacies of like powerlifting, this and that, but you sign up for your meet and we learned them. Yeah, we learned them together. And, you know, in the beginning, like when I was working with, it was like you. And then we had like a couple people after your first meet. Um, you know, I was like super straightforward. I'm just like, you know, I could definitely get you strong, but like we got to work on this, uh, you know, like the platform and all this stuff. And like learning how to actually like coach at a meet, handle at a meet was like something we were all doing together in mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, and I think over time because I was willing to put myself and take that risk. Like, uh, we were able to, you know, when you decided to start coaching, like you had already been competing for a while. Plus like I had already been coaching for a while. And it just was like, I would say it was definitely like a way more fast tracked way for you to go from like yeah. athlete to coach. Cause you were able to one, you had a ton more experience as an athlete than I did when I first started coaching. But then two, I had a bunch of experience coaching at that point. So it was just like, you're, you know, ready to go. And I think the point of sharing that is like in the beginning, I wasn't sitting here like on the powerlifting coach, your dreams, like I'm going to get you to the, you know, and like I, 
put in like the time and work that like we needed to do and like put myself out there so to speak and took the risks and I think that's what's that is hard because like some people want a powerlifting coach with like a ton of experience Mm -hmm. which I understand but also like in order to get experience people have to be able to like be willing to work with people who don't have a ton of experience so it's kind of like a well that's and I still remember that came even like when I was trying to find a teaching job when I very first graduated college like I would interview for jobs and they'd be like oh yeah like you were great but we want someone with experience but then I'm like well how do I get experience because no one will hire me because everyone wants someone that has experience so it's hard and but I I also understand it like as an athlete like Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would necessarily, I mean, you were a little different, but like, I don't know that I would necessarily want someone who was like brand new to powerlifting unless it was, you know, I was brand new and they were brand new and we were willing to kind of like forge it together type thing. But I think going back to what you're saying, like, I think the communication is key. You know, if you can communicate together, yeah, if you can communicate well with an individual and they have a solid understanding of like strength training and the human body in general. Like, you can figure out powerlifting. It's not, like, yes. that hard of a sport. And then as but far as honing your try. skills. Yeah, you do. And I was just going to say, <laughs> like, to try. the amount of effort that I was putting in that you probably never even saw, like, the amount of, like, YouTube videos I was watching slash listening to, the amount of podcasts, like, that I would listen to with, like, experts in the field, like Stan Efferding, Mark Bell, um, Lane Norton, Chad Wilson-Smith. Like, I listened or watched every freaking thing <laughs> those guys put out whenever that what was, that 2018? Like, Basically, when Liz got into that, I was like, I'm just going to start learning. And I'd be like, these are like hour and a half shit. Liz would never watch. But nope. like, I was like, <laughs> no. I, I, you know, I wanted to be better. I'm just like, so, you know, yes, I didn't know anything like practically. But when we had gotten to that first, gotten, excuse me, gotten to that first meet, I knew a ton of stuff mm-hmm. like, uh, not practically, but the other one, like, I don't know, learning like book wise, like I had like learned a bunch of material Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, now it's time to apply it. And I do think that like you're saying, like all that prep work that I, yeah. And she did, she's done great at every meet that, you know, we've done together. There's been no issue on the like coach athlete perspective. The only thing ever was one time I had her go a little heavy on a bench and she missed it. But that was, I really thought you had that day. Um, Sad. But uh, (laughs) other than that, and that was years, years deep into it. Yeah, but other show. than that, like <laughs> overall, we've always done well. Liz has always done well at every single goal she set out to hit. And to go off your point, like, I guess what I'm saying is I didn't just like, you know, she's, oh yeah, I'm going to sign up for this meet. And I was like, okay, cool. And I'll just like show up. I was like, if I'm not, I've never done this. So I got to like learn as much as possible. Yeah. And it still didn't replace the actual experience of handling someone mm-hmm. at a meet which I do think just builds over time. Yeah. And I think when you're trying to find a coach, like obviously talking to them, seeing where they're at, I think sometimes coaches just simply are like rely on past accomplishments that either they have had or maybe like one or two athletes have had. And they're like, clout. yeah, that, um, they, they rely on their this clout. This is a podcast. <laughs> Everybody knows. They rely on their clout there, yeah. to get their athletes. Their clout, their fame, if and, you're not familiar with that term. like you Yes. Know. And, yeah, I mean, even some, like, local coaches are, yeah. like, not even, like, Instagram clout, but just, like, local clout. They're like, oh, well, I've trained these people to, yeah, this, yeah. to this number or whatever, this lift and things like that. And it's way worse on Instagram. But yeah. I, I think – my caution with that is just be cautious about it. Like if they're clearly just like Instagram famous Mm -hmm. or whatever, like 
make sure you're actually talking to them. Because like I had a coach that was a clout wasn't really as much of a thing then, but yeah. it was like a it was like famous, a semi-famous famous yeah powerlifter who was, and you were like I mean there was a time when you were doing hybrid you were like talking with Hayden and yes Stephanie so and like that was when they first started yeah. but like so I mean there was definitely some like clout to that but like. Those were not great coaches for me, yeah. like at all. There was minimal to none communication. Um, and I think that's just something like it might seem cool to have these like famous, strong, amazing, cool people coach you. But like if you can't communicate with them, it maybe isn't necessarily the best fit for yeah. you. And yeah. I mean, some people, maybe that works. Maybe that's just what they want yeah. and they don't care and they don't want the communication or they just want the or program. Or that's like the motivating factor. And that, They're yeah, like, and that I got to do it for Liz. Like, yeah. And that motivates them enough. Like, that's fine. Um, but like my my thought on that is just like take that into consideration well, take when that, you were talking yeah, to take that into consideration. choosing a coach. And also, you know, when you're finding a coach and you're choosing a coach, look at what they've done with, like, their athletes. Look at what they've done with their people. Results matter, folks. This yeah. is a sport of, like, numbers. And at the end of the day, if, you know, p- coaches have athletes that have just stayed stagnant for no reason, like they haven't had injuries or anything like that, they're just, like, chilling. Um, and – I'm talking about multiple. Like, you know, you're going to have some clients that just say, don't put in the work. That's that, not yeah. <laughs> necessarily a reflection on the coach. But, yes. like, you know, if you got coaches that just have a ton of athletes that are that are not making progress or this and that, or they're not achieving their goals, or they're, you're like, going all over the place, I would try and find a coach that, like, has worked with lots of people and lots of different people. That's mm-hmm. the other thing is I think, in my opinion – right off the rip, I'm going to be much more suspect, like highly suspect and like just curious about coaches that are extremely specific than versus a coach that's like, I'll work with anyone. Because at the end of the day, if you're not willing to work with anyone, as long as, you know, they're like powerlifting related, right? Like if you're not like, you're like, oh, well, I'm only doing this type of powerlifter. Yeah. This kind of dots. If you are like that, I'm already going to be like, "Mm," like, do you actually know what you're doing? Because in my opinion, you should be able to work with anyone that's willing to learn and to, you know, get stronger or excuse me, learn and wants to get stronger. In my opinion, you should be able to work with them. And if you're not, I would just be wondering why. Like that would be my question. So, finding somebody that's good communicator that can, you know, work with a bunch of different types of people, different age groups, different levels, I think is much more important than like Liz said versus like, well this person's at the top of the mountain, so they must know what they're doing. Let me tell you right now, sometimes those people are not doing, most of the time, those people are doing (laughs) stuff that if you or I tried, I would get nowhere and they're going to get to the top of the mountain. And that's just the facts of it is oftentimes what people use to get to the top is not what you should be using to make progress to get to your first local meet or whatever. Facts. So, all right. Well, that about does it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, If you did, please follow not subscribe. I'm going to start using that word. Follow on Apple Podcasts or on uh, Spotify and give us a shout out on social media if you wouldn't mind. That helps us grow and helps us reach more and more people. Yep. All right. That's it. You going to take us out? Nope. I didn't do good last time. This is the week. Nope. Not prepared. All right. Well, we'll see you guys <laughs> next week for another awesome episode. Peace. Bye.